You're listening to the On The Go with VAO News Podcast for the week ending December 2nd, 2016. Hello and welcome to the podcast, a weekly recap of the top headlines from the Daily Acquisition News. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Dara Curran. And I'm Brittany Shapiro, and we're coming to you from the Virtual Acquisition Office. Somebody get President Obama a plate of cookies, because he's putting an early gift under Fed's trees. Increase locality pay rates for 2017. The California Bay, New York Metro, and Washington, D.C. areas will see the biggest increases with the Bay Area increasing by 1.32% to 37.07%, New York City increasing by 1.09% to 30.29%, and a 1.26% increase to 26.04% for D.C. But no lump of coal for the rest of the U.S. There is an average increase of 0.39% to 14.74%. The new rates will go into effect on the first pay period in 2017. The Department of Defense will likely also see an early holiday gift, specification of next year's budget. Congress hammered out its final version of the Fiscal 2017 National Defense Authorization Act on Wednesday. The House Armed Services Committee's conference report notes the legislation authorizes $610 billion for DOD's base budget, on par with the Obama administration's request, with an additional $5.8 billion in supplemental funding for overseas contingency operations, and an extra stocking stuffer of $3.2 billion for what authorizers describe as readiness stabilization. Innovation and experimentation are the theme of the acquisition reforms specified in the NDAA, including requiring weapon systems to be designed with open architecture, providing flexible funding to experiment with new technology and allow for testing and prototyping, and separating research and engineering from acquisition at the Office of Acquisition Technology and Logistics. The Senate could vote on the measure as soon as next week. Meanwhile, the White House will be reviewing the NDAA to determine whether President Obama is likely to sign it. The Defense Innovation Unit Experimental, better known as DIAX, is seeking to spread its innovative joy by releasing a guidebook to teach other federal agencies how to create and benefit from its Signature Commercial Solutions Offerings, or CSOs. The process of proposing collaborations with cutting-edge private firms offering a flexible contracting arrangement under other transaction authorities, and fast-tracking prototypes into the fields can take as little as 59 days, start to finish. The General Services Administration Maintenance Repair and Operations, or MRO, and Janitorial and Sanitation, known as JANSAN, contract vehicles are a BIC deal. That is, they earned the best-in-class designation as Category Management Solutions, These contract vehicles are considered good for federal use as they simplify the acquisition of products related to the industrial products and services and facilities and construction categories. MRO and Jansan have seen cost savings of $46 million and $6.9 million, respectively. The two earned the BIC designation for meeting federal requirements, having feedback channels and monthly transactional data and pricing negotiated using aggregate tier discounts based on total purchases from participating federal agencies. 
Contractor procrastinators can breathe a sigh of relief because the Office of Federal Procurement Policy has granted them a little more time for fiscal 2016 service contract reporting. Service contractors are required to submit a service contract report to the system for award management at the end of the fiscal year if their contract includes Federal Acquisition Regulation Clause 52.204-14 or 52.204-15. OFPP has extended the due date to December 15th, but vendors do need to make sure to meet the deadline or it will be documented as part of their performance evaluations. The Department of Homeland Security has awarded 13 contractors places on a FALASHI blanket purchase agreement, the maximum $1.54 billion flexible, agile support for the homeland, nicknamed FLASH. The FLASH vehicle will pre-vet businesses specializing in agile methods. It is intended to be a pilot program and has a one-year base period with two additional year ordering periods. You might hear Lockheed Martin singing, Go Grease Lightning! Now that the Navy has awarded them a $7.2 billion undefinitized, not-to-exceed modification on Lot 10 of the F-35 Lightning II Advanced Acquisition Contract. With this modification, there will be procurement of F-35s for Air Force, non-DOD participants, foreign military sales customers, Marine Corps, and the Navy. Work is expected to be completed by March 2020. Bad news for Navy sailors, current and former. Unfortunately, they're the latest hacking victims after the Navy's Career Waypoints database was compromised. Sailors' names, social security numbers, and potentially other personally identifiable information were accessed from a Hewlett-Packard Enterprise Services employee laptop. The Naval Criminal Investigative Service has not yet found this information was used maliciously. The Department of Defense, General Services Administration, and National Aeronautics and Space Administration have proposed an amendment to the Federal Acquisition Regulation that would allow government acquisition personnel to have responsible and constructive exchanges with industry as long as there is no legal violation and it furthers a fair, competitive environment. Comments on the proposed rule are due by January 30, 2017. The U.S. Agency for International Development is proposing to amend its acquisition regulation to make sure people are held responsible for their mobile technology. The rule would clarify accountability for all mobile information technology equipment that is considered government-furnished property. The requirements clarifications would be minor, but USAID is replacing the entire clause to correct formatting. Any comments on this proposed rule are due by January 30, 2017. And for our finale, one final rule. The Federal Highway Administration is authorizing use of the Construction Manager General Contractor contracting method for projects receiving federal aid highway program funding. Okay, in layman's terms, this is using a single procurement to secure pre-construction and construction services. It's effective January 2nd. That's all for this week. If you're a government agency subscriber to the Virtual Acquisition Office website, you can read more about any of the headlines we covered on the same VAO page where you downloaded this podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in again on Friday, December 9th to catch up on all the latest developments from the Daily Acquisition News. Goodbye.